welcome to the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast with Three Bald Guys. Fred Peritsky of FCP Digital, Paul Schindel of Three Bears Communications, and freelance writer Rodney Warner. Thank you for joining us once again for Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing with me, freelance writer, Rodney Warner. Fred Peritsky, web designer and SEO specialist from FCP Digital. And Paul Schindel, Three Bears Advertising Marketing Communications, Princeton. And our guests today are the president and executive director of the Lower Bucks County Chamber of Commerce. Um, so let's say hello to uh, Bill and Manesh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Okay, I'm Bill Pelosi. I'm the uh, board chair, just started my one year as board chair at the chamber. Um, my, my day job is I'm a business defense attorney with Litchfield Campbell. Hello everyone, my name is Manesh Pathak, the executive director of the Lower Bucks County Chamber of Commerce, my full-time job at this busy chamber. Great, thanks for joining us. What's life like running a chamber of commerce during a pandemic? What's, what has changed? It's a good question, Paul. A lot has changed. It's very interesting, you know, but what I've noticed is we're, we're learning a lot more about our members now than we ever did. Just more on a personal level, you know, we're touching base with our members very frequently. Um, just seeing how they're doing, how their family's doing, how their business is doing. You, you know, you don't get that experience. Um, so uh, this is this has definitely been a challenge for everyone, but, um, you know, we've, we've learned a lot through this and we've learned a lot about our members. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it certainly is different conducting, you know, so much of one's business via Zoom as we're doing this podcast and you do learn a lot about people. In fact, I, I'm not wearing pants right now. So what else is new? I mean, in a way, everything is new because, you know, we have our routines and we have um, usually 25 recurring programs a year. We have maybe seven signature events and other functions that we perform. And we have to ask ourselves now, how do we do all of that in this new environment? Will people come to it? How do you deliver value? when the formats changed and may change again. I mean, I, I was very happy to see it go green just as I was coming in, but nothing says we're going to stay green. I mean, knock on anything you can reach. You know, I hope it does, but we have to be able to deliver value that makes chamber membership worth it to our members in a way that we've literally never done it before because we haven't been through this for a whole year. As far as the chamber defining success, has that changed? I don't think so. I mean, Manesh might have a different opinion. I think it's the same because we measure success by what our members tell you. And, you know, they'll tell you that by their involvement with the chamber. You know, are they engaged? Do they give you positive feedback? Do they come back to continue to be a chamber membership, um, chamber member? And I, I think that's the measure as to whether or not we're doing the right thing. If I were a member, as far as ROI is concerned, it's, okay, have, am I generating any business because of the contacts I've gotten through the chamber? So are you measuring that somehow? Are you getting feedback uh, as far as that's concerned? We're doing a lot of surveys. We've been doing surveys as well to our membership and kind of feeling what they want from us as far as events go, what kind of virtual events they're looking for. Feedback has been positive. Obviously, everyone wants to come back and network in person, but you know, we're, we're taking the conservative approach right now. I know we're in green, but we are going to start doing in-person events. But you know, some members have been telling us that, yeah, they have been making connections, even by doing these events via Zoom. 
I um, was looking at your at your event calendar uh, earlier today, and I see that you do have several events scheduled in a couple of weeks. Uh, something at Cooper's Riverview, which you know used to be Katmandu back mm -hmm. in the day, if you mm -hmm. recall. And and so that's an event actually that you're doing here on the New Jersey side, where we don't have stoplight indicators red red yellow green but we're doing um stage one stage two stage three and because the um, statistics in new jersey have shifted slightly the governor recently put a hold on some of the things like indoor dining that was expected to roll out is now paused that sort of thing what do you have planned in terms of contingencies What's the expectation in terms of being at, for example, at this networking event that comes up in a couple of weeks or next week, I guess it is. How much will you do to enforce uh, social distancing in a, by definition, a social, social environment? Yeah, so I mean, we're, you know, the executive committee and I, we've been chatting very frequently about, you know, our plans to roll out an in-person event. And, you know, for the time being, we're going to cap our events. I mean, Typically, our, our business card exchanges, we get an attendance of about 100 to 150 people. You know, it's going to be a little rough capping the event, but we, we feel that's the best way to go right now. And we're capping at 50, 50 attendees in the beginning. Masks are required, social distancing restrictions per the uh, state of New Jersey and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We're going to be following all those guidelines. Um, hand sanitizers will be there. No buffet. It will be passed out hors d'oeuvres. And um, we're going to do the best we can to keep our members safe. As a Lower Bucks uh, County uh, member, I can say that um, I really feel that you guys have done an amazing job of keeping us together. And I have made, I wouldn't say more contacts than I did when we had in-person events, but I think I'm making better contacts because, uh, because of the way things are done on the, the Zoom calls and with breakout rooms and also with Jude as the connector, connecting people. Um, I made a really good contact from the last meeting that we had last week, and I had a meeting uh, with the young woman this week, and we're gonna continue to see how we can collaborate together. And in terms of the ROI, of course I wanna get new clients. I do have one ongoing client from my first time that I was a member of the chamber, and that's actually enough for me to continue for, for more. So I'm looking at building relationships, I'm looking for future business, but this, during the COVID, I don't think I could have asked for more from the chamber in terms of the Zoom meetings, the committee meetings, I'm on the technology committee. That's been a little bit challenging, but still we're looking forward to the future, so I commend, commend you on that. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing about marketing, the chamber to your members and also what you're doing to mit I don't want to explain it because you'll do a much better job Manesh and Bill you've done a lot of things with your new website to engage the members much better than in the past so marketing of it and also the website changes to help your members yeah so we um you know we rolled out our new website early March, literally right before the stay-at-home orders were put in place a week prior, uh, not knowing that this was going to come. And, 
Yeah, we've had great success with our new website. Um, it's very interactive, very mobile friendly is what our members wanted. So we, we kind of listened to our members on what they were looking for when we were building this new website. And we took all of that input, that data, we built this brand new website. We're offering more benefits now to our members through our new websites. So members are able to you know, post more discounts, any kind of job listings that they may have, and if they need a volunteer, those are all posted. Blogs, that's something new. We have a, uh, a brand new video site as well, where this will be posted once it's aired on there as well, be shared on our video page. Um, so yeah, it's been very interactive. We're offering digital advertising as well right now, because again, like you said, Fred, in-person networking just isn't happening right now at the moment. But yeah, a lot of new, a lot of benefits, a lot of benefits that we're adding. Uh, discounts is another big one. And member news. So if our members have any, any particular news on their business, they're able to go online right on our website and post that for the public to see. One of the things that was really um, proactive on the part of the chamber is that they ask uh, members that have business locations, it could be retail or anything, what their plans were as they were reopening to let our members and the public know that yes, a restaurant is open for outdoor seating and you had the opportunity to put as much information. I have a job listing on there right now looking for a web developer and I'm counting on, on that website and the marketing uh, and the engagement people to help find people for me. So um, I had nothing to do with the website, but I'm really impressed by how it's changed and it's how it's engaging and interactive, which is a huge part of your marketing. But you also do a lot of other marketing to help reach out. Yeah, I mean, we do our, um, you know, our weekly compass that goes out to our entire database on any kind of news that our members are sharing, what the chamber is doing that particular week as well, what events are being held, highlighting our partners on there. You know, there, there, there's a lot of opportunities that we're trying to give as much exposure as we can to our members during this time. So up until this year, how was the chamber doing? Was it growing, shrinking, doing about the same? Growing tremendously. Um, you know, our, our membership numbers were through the roof. We were, we were almost doubling our, our budget in membership and new members um, and in renewals. So we, we were on a good streak. Um, just like every other chamber right now, there, there are certain things that have to be cut back on. You know, some of our signature events, like Bill said, we do several signature events throughout the year. We have to put a pause on, on those, some of those major events like our business expo, our yearly economic development conference, um, our young professionals summit. So those, you know, just right there, those three big signature events, we have to put a hold on. Have you figured out what your total potential market is? How many businesses could be members and how many of them are actual members? So those statistics we don't have. Um, we don't have those statistics, but <laughs> again, yeah, we'd love everyone in Lower Bucks County to be a member of the chamber, any business owner to be a member. Um, but we do have close to a thousand members right now. And what's what's the biggest objection that you hear when you're talking to somebody who might be a member? Well, right now, lately, what we've been hearing, obviously, is you know budget cuts for for our membership renewals. Is you know they they some of our members don't know if they're going to be able to continue staying open, and that's that's kind of the uh, response we've been getting lately. Is you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive this. You mentioned that you're, that you're offering discounts, and is that a temporary thing, or will the, um, will the cost of doing business uh, be taken down a notch? Because the cost of business in many cases has actually been taken down a notch, will 
will that be reflected in in how the how the chamber prices uh, memberships? Well, I mean, we're we're priced very well on our memberships already compared to many other chambers. I mean, we've done research on what other chambers charge, and we are priced uh, pretty low compared to other chambers. And we do give a lot of benefits for that pricing. I mean, we have a tiered we have a tiered system where it goes by a um, number of full-time employees. What are the prices? What's what's your range? Well, it could go from, for a for-profit business with one to two employees, it could go from 305 a year, $305 a year. For nonprofit, um, it's about 275 for that range. Uh, it could go up all the way to $3,000. So are you hoping in the future, whether in the current COVID issue or hopefully when we put this behind us, are you going to target smaller businesses, medium businesses, bigger businesses? You know, who, who do you want to go after? Oh, I can answer that. They want them yeah. all. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't have the resources to go after them all. So, I mean, if, if you have to pick and choose who your, who your next members are going to be, who would you prefer? Well, I would say right now are probably around 50 to 60% of our, our membership database is the small businesses. And we, we want to obviously try to help those as much as we can as well, the small businesses, but we're help all size businesses. How are you defining small? You know, um, anyway, I, the reason I ask is because, you know, if you, if you go by things like the federal government things, small businesses might be up to $50 million in revenue or a hundred employees. But for most of us uh, here in this session, mm-hmm. that's a, a sizable business. And in the chamber world, we kind of think of small businesses from like one to 50 employees. Coming in as uh, chairman of the chamber at this time, what have you had to do reschedule yourself or like re-examine how you want the chamber to be based upon your experience before being a board member, before coming into this role? What, what's been your main challenge, do you think? The main challenge is to be able to put on the programs that are valuable to our members. Uh, we had a routine. And so the thing a little, was a little bit on autopilot, but it's a lot less on autopilot now. So it's a matter of looking at things like cash flow projections for the next 120 days, the next 90 days, very critically, and then looking at longer term projections and be thinking about, okay, we're going to put X number of resources into a program for our members. Um, we expect it to hopefully net some money for the months where we don't have programs. How do we, how do we manage our risk going forward doing that so that if, heaven forbid, we go back into the yellow, that resources already dedicated to that program can be retasked to the yellow environment so that we still get the member, still want to deliver value to our members and to bring in revenue from the program so that we have the, the staff and the resources to do the next thing in line. So the challenge is that we're playing it a little bit more by year this year than we have done in a typical year because the ground rules are changing underneath us, or at least have the potential to change underneath us as we go forward. Well, and with that in mind, you know, the most recent um, science that I have reviewed says that it turns out that indoor contact or proximity is actually much more dangerous than was previously thought. So um, just kind of projecting six months, you know, it's, close to 90 degrees today, but six months from now, it's going to be winter, presumably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, I wonder what, you know, you may not be 
kind of projecting that far because so much has changed in the last 90 days and will change in the next six months. But what's your forecast for how things might play out in, you know, in a winter uh, environment? Well, one of the thoughts is to, to look at dual platforming events. So you have something like a keynote, which is a monthly event we do uh, with, with the guest speaker. It gives you networking and it gives you information and education. And the way I see that rolling out in an indoor environment is you, you have a facility where you can, let's say the rule is 50%, where you can be at 50% capacity or below, and then you have the, which would lock some people out because we might draw in more people than that. And then you also have it going on on a Zoom platform as well. So the members can accommodate their comfort level. You know, if they're not comfortable walking into the environment, they don't have to, they can still get the value out of it. If they are dying to get out of their offices or their basements or wherever they are, you know, they can go in there and they can do that too. And maybe a little boxed, you know, continental breakfast will be provided to them as opposed to a buffet. And at a distance with a mask, you know, if someone shows up without a mask, we'll have a mask for them, but they're not going in without a mask. Uh, they can at least meet another human being and that might be a value to them. Uh, other things like let's take, and we're just projecting out here, business card exchanges. You mentioned we're doing one in an outside space. Well, let's say we can't do them in outside spaces. We have to do them in the Zoom environment. We might have a format for doing that, or, or even if we're indoors and we have an indoor format, because of social distancing, far fewer people can go, but we can do more of them. And we can mix it up so it isn't the same people meeting the same people every time they go. Those are the sort of options we're looking at as we go into winter. Manesh, kind of jumping back to the, to the ongoing marketing that, that the Chamber does, what media, what channels do you use to reach people? Um, you mentioned email. Do you also do direct mail? What do you do in social channel? Which social channels do you use and how do you use them? Um, what other channels do you, do you use to reach people? That's a good question, Paul. We actually, so obviously we do the email marketing. Um, that's number one for us. That's key because our database is so so large in that. But we also use Facebook. We use LinkedIn. We use Twitter, Instagram. Um, and now, like I said, recently we started using YouTube. We have our YouTube channel where we're posting things. We're posting webinars on there now moving forward. So if, um, let's say, right now we're giving our, our members the opportunity of doing a webinar. Free of charge, no charge. Um, the chamber's not in control of it. The member puts it on. It's just an added benefit. And it's various topics. You know, so those are also being posted as well. We're being out there more, a lot more, we possibly can. And we're going to even continue that. We're still going to keep that momentum going. Uh, it seems like it's working very well. So even when things get back to, I'm going to say normal, not the new normal, I'm going to say normal, when things get back to normal, we're still going to continue having all those benefits. One of, the, one of the really good benefits that um, the Chamber has done, and uh, I believe Jude is the one who uh, takes care of it, as members post on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, she makes sure that she shares as many of those as she can to help all of us as members get more exposure, which is really a big benefit. And that's something that I hadn't seen before. I, I think there are a lot of things that have happened in the last year or two to really change the way the chamber interacts with members. And it was one of the big reasons why I came back as a member and 
you know, I love it. I think it's, um, you're doing everything possible now, as I've said before, to keep members happy and to show the benefits and the return on investment, which it may be getting a new client or so, but I think the fee related to what we receive that we can take advantage of is really um, the ROI for me. Getting a new client would be a huge plus, but just having the more exposure that I get now and having people that care about how am I, how is my business has been a huge um, benefit to me as a member. You know, as, as far as marketing the chamber, I mean, do you look at what other chambers do? Do you see what they do well, maybe what they don't do well? Is that something you look at? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we do. I mean, I look at that very frequently. I mean, I'm, I'm on an email subscription list with several chambers in the area, and I get a lot of their, you know, information as well. And, um, you know, we do have members that belong to other chambers. And, you know, every chamber is doing a great job. But from what I've been hearing, you know, our chamber has been very, very active during this period. And that's what I'm hearing from many, many, many members that belong to multiple chambers. That we're, we're actually one of the most active chambers in the area right now. You know, in the aftermath of uh, the George Floyd incident, you know, BLM, as far as marketing the chamber in the future, is there any thought to a particular outreach to minority-owned businesses to get them on board? Well, I mean, we, we actually have that listed on our application. We've had that for many, many, many years. Um, you know, if you're a minority-owned business, please circle it. Um, you know, because we do have, we have many committees that they could be a part of. Um, and so we, we kind of try to keep track of that as much as possible, but a lot of businesses don't put that information down. Just kind of relating a, uh, my own chamber experience, I was uh, at, at various times have been members of various chambers here on the Jersey side. Um, and we've had, um, among other things, we've actually had a consolidation a couple years ago where, where the Mid-Jersey Chamber, which once was the Mercer County Chamber, was sort of absorbed by the, what's now the Princeton Regional Chamber. And so, I mean, to judge from what you're saying with, you know, a thousand members and things going pretty strong, it sounds like that's not in your future and that's a, that's a good thing. Um, but I guess what I'm, you know, again, judging from my, my own uh, experience with various chambers, um, certainly the networking, I think, is the reason that almost everyone joins a chamber um, and the hope and expectation that there will be clients that come out of that. Um, that has um, rarely, for, for many people, rarely turned out to be the case. Um, and so you've got people like Fred who, or myself, who would love it if our chamber, chamber membership um, turned into people, you know, lining up at the door for our services. Um, but what's the, what, what's the offer, what's the benefit um, when, when people with that expectation, you know, where it doesn't kind of uh, pay out and they're, um, they're facing that frustration of, well, I've met some nice people, but, um, you know, but I'm not really getting any business. I'm not getting a, a financial return on my investment. So, Bill, what do you say to, to people who reach that point? 
Well, I think then we it's time for them to take a look at how they're using the chamber and how they're taking advantage of the chamber's resources. Uh, quite frankly, not everyone, in my experience, not everyone who's at the chamber is at the chamber for that purpose. Um, some people would like to learn more about what their, um, what's happening in their business community, and they like to be involved in some of the advocacy programs with respect to their elected representatives. But if, if you are approaching the chamber for getting business, then you need to sit down with someone at the chamber and come up with a, and if, you, if you're not good at doing it yourself, you need to let the chamber help you develop a plan to do that. Uh, and, and talk to us about, you know, who are your, who are the customers you look, you're looking for? Who are the connectors you're looking for? Um, what sort, you know, what sort of things that the chamber does are you interested in? Because those things are opportunities to meet people you might want to meet while doing something else you're interested in. And you, you need a plan and you need to set aside considerable time to execute on the plan because it's an important part of your marketing strategy if that's why you're in the chamber. And Manish, how does your staff take that concept? You're meeting with a member who has these questions, these concerns. How do you uh, implement and support them? So, I mean, we, we, we have our staff meetings, you know, very frequently. Uh, lately, it hasn't been as frequent as we wanted it to be. But, um, you know, Jude is very good to what Bill's point was. Jude is very good. She's our director of events and membership, and she's very good at making connections for people. I mean, top notch. Very, very good um, at that. So she's always asking any of our new members, you know, what, what's your market? What, who are you looking to connect with? And she makes those connections right away. So she'll do an introduction, you know, Bill, this is Manesh, and Manesh is looking for this kind of uh, business or this kind of connection, and she'll put two people together like that. Yeah, I mean, we have a very uh, experienced staff. I mean, one of our employees, um, Susan Harkins, who's been with the Chamber for over 40 years, knows the history, the ins and outs of the Chamber. You know, our, our other employee, Kim Blumker, who's our publication specialist, same thing. She's been with the chamber for uh, a little over 16 years. And so we have a, a very experienced staff here. And we, we try to get to know our members very well. Yeah, I will say, as I, I mentioned Jude's name before, she has introduced me to people in person when we had in-person events, uh, on the phone, on Zoom, through email. Uh, she has referred business to me. And in one case, it just, it didn't work out. But the the introduction was was great. It was they were looking for a less expensive alternative, but she never misses an opportunity to, um, in my case, and I'm assuming with other people, to make sure that she connects me, asks me who I would like to be connected to. And I think that's, that's something that I hadn't seen before. I couldn't feel more connected in the year that I've been a renewed member than in the five or six years that I was a member before, so I see everything in a positive, in a positive light, and I think the chamber's in the the right direction. And I think think Bill is right. A lot of people do not go there looking for the business, or or they don't look for business directly. And I'm sort of in that category. I look for business to come through my involvement, being on committees, and building up credibility. And you know, I do have one nice size client because of that. 
who's also a good connector. But you're right. If I, I do see those people that come strictly for business end up dropping out much quicker than those that have a different perspective on it. But of course, we all want to increase our business in some way. So, Paul, what would you say your, uh, your takeaways are for, uh, for the Chamber of Commerce? I would say that, um, that being there is a big part of getting value from it. And of course, even in, in this day and age where being there it might be a virtual thing, the opportunity to, uh, to, to use the Chamber as a, as a tool for business development and connections uh, seems like a very powerful one. You, Fred? Yes, my, my takeaway is uh, going to be much shorter than my usual long takeaways. And that is that the chamber has tried really hard to be more personal and listen to their uh, members' uh, needs and expectations. I think the takeaway from, from the chamber is it's all about connections. And if, you yeah. can, if you're an organization, you're a group, you're, you're whatever you are, if you, can, if you can provide people with connections, you're providing value and people are going to pay for that one way or the other. You know, I just want to thank Manesh and Bill for joining us uh, for the podcast. And Manesh, if someone is interested in learning more about the chamber or they want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Yeah, they can, they can call us. I'm here every day. Um, they can call us at our number, 215-943-7400, or they can shoot me an email. Um, our contact information, our staff's contact information is on our website at www.lbccc.org. All right, Bill, I'm going to give you the, the last chance as far as, uh, you know, anything you want to add about the chamber. Come to one of our um, Keystone events. The schedule is up on the chamber website. Uh, if, you're first time, if you're a first-time guest, you can attend for free. And when we're doing this partially in person, uh, you'll, you'll have to reserve your spot, but come see what we're all about. All you, right. you, you'll stay if you come. I hope everyone listening will stay and stay on to listen to more podcasts. That would be great. For the Three Bald Guys, uh, I'm Rodney Warner, freelance writer. You could reach me at Rodney at RodneyWarner.net. And I'm Paul Schindel, and you can reach me at ThreeBears.com. We always spell it out. That's T-H-R-E-E Bears.com. Cute name, serious results. Fred? And you can reach me at fred at fcpdigital.com. My website is fcpdigital.com, website design and SEO. And also you can reach Three Ball Guys Podcast on our website, threeballguyspodcast.com. And you can subscribe to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, um, and millions of others. This is our 19th episode, and we're very excited about that. Thank you very much, Manesh and Bill, and um, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And like Fred said, uh, please subscribe. And until next time, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us at the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast. Please join us again next time. Check out our website at three, the number three, baldguyspodcast.com. Until next time, may the good marketing be yours.